Fanny Pack Wrestling is a proud member of Diamond Club and the Freaking Awesome Network. Check out more great content at diamondclub.tv and freakingawesomenetwork.com. Nachos amigos, and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast. I'm Petey Rave, your main window plan. Here with me is my co-compatriot, my friend, none other than David Jeffrey Majors, aka DJM. How you doing, Deej? Gluten tog, Fanny Pack fans. The good shit Fanny Pack is up, over, and on the air, on the interwebs, in your ear holes, and in your eyeballs. Petey. Let us talk some indie wrestling. Yes, let us talk some indie wrestling. Uh, we have a couple of fine falls, a couple of saintly people who are joining us on relatively short notice, or at the very least watching things on short notice, uh, but still kind enough to join us on the Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast. We have, first of all, uh, hailing currently from Austin, Texas, originally from the pe- from Pennsylvania, uh we have none other than the provider of our logo the fantastic chris ronan how you doing hello please? doing well doing well mm-hmm. and now deej who else do we got i know we have a current resident of pennsylvania uh currently residing in pennsylvania potentially moving to austin texas in <laughs> the not too distant future fanny pack wrestling returning champion patrick el swaggero dr mcswaggerton the third Patty McSwag. Good evening, sir. Good evening, gentlemen. How are we all doing tonight? I can't complain. It is in the contract. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Ironclad, too. Yeah. Um, (laughs) We are, of course, gathered to talk about some independent wrestling. We're talking about Beyond Wrestling again. We're talking about American Rana again. Deej. Tell us a little bit. What do you know? Give us some context on some Beyond Wrestling and some American Rana. No, you do it. All right. (laughs) Uh, Beyond Wrestling is a fantastic promotion out of the Northeast. I think originally from the from Ohio when it was like uh, just the 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 small shows on YouTube. Uh, Originally created as for wrestlers by wrestlers. Uh, it's kind of like a people, you know, the the, the original crew's a bil- place to kind of uh, create and kind of create new characters, kind of a, a work off of each other, bounce off ideas, and they they put it on YouTube and start to grow. Uh, headed up by none other than Denver, Colorado, the man on the place, not the place, uh, otherwise known as Drew Cordero. Now they have been consistently for a couple of years now. Uh, putting out shows, uh, having shows uh, on a constant basis at Fate Music in Providence, Rhode Island. And this is one of the most recent ones. Uh, they've had a couple since this. Uh, but this is American Rana 15. It's not the first American Rana we talked about, but this is their major show. It's also the most recent one uploaded onto their new on-demand you know, paid YouTube channel, Beyond Demand. 
which is interesting. Uh, Drink. Know, yes. <laughs> which is cool and kind of a, 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 a cool way for them to do their on-demand service. Chikara has an on-demand service. Uh, obviously, there's the network. Uh, but others do it in different ways, and they've decided to just utilize the power of YouTube. Um, yeah, there's like a whole like Cord Killers is discussion separate that can be had around that by itself. Yeah, which is you know utilizing something that's where with an in, in existing infrastructure rather than trying to create your own infrastructure, uh, mm -hmm. which is a which is a a fascinating way to put it. Uh, but I'll ask you, Chris, what expectations did you have coming into this? Um, I was kind of coming dry, like because every 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 um, you know event is so like unique, right, and brings its own stuff to the table. So I just kind of come in, you know, as a you know not a new, but like you know someone who hasn't watched wrestling for so long and has no clue what I'm getting into, and that's kind of how I always approach um, you know each uh, each event. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, so. swag. Uh, did you have any expectations coming into Beyond Wrestling? I think this is my first Beyond event. Yes. As I went through the show, I realized I knew many, many, many of the faces, but this is my first experience with Beyond. Mm -hmm. uh, and Deej. So, Deej, uh, let's talk about some Beyond Wrestling. Uh, let's, let's get talk started. About some Beyond. First yeah. thing I have to say about Beyond Wrestling, watching this show, is it just me, or is their ring, in comparison to other indie companies, really, really small, PD? Was that just yes. me? Uh, okay. I, I didn't think about it before, but then looking at it, yeah, it's kind of tiny. That okay, because sized. For, for reference, uh, WWE uses a 20 by 20 ring, uh, and back in the day, WCW's ring was 18 by 18. Ring of Honor's ring, if memory serves me correctly, is 16 by 16. And watching Beyond Wrestling, their ring was really, really small. Yes. Um, not, not that that's good or bad anyway. It was just an observation that those of us that have watched way too much wrestling in their lives can can pick up on. I feel like it explains a lot too because it's like so like the camera's always hard to judge what how big things are, but it like there was like a crowded feeling in some of the later matches that I couldn't explain. But now that you say it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. They they, they uh, certainly also, sold out fat. <laughs> Also, along with the the size of the ring, it was actually in uh, the kind of venue that's not your typical indie wrestling venue where it's like a, a VFW or a, a little-sized arena or, or place where there's room to sit down and there's room to make your way around the ring. Uh, it's not unlike uh, WXW in Germany where the fans are right up against the ring. Or sometimes that happens in PWG in Reseda, California during the more uh, intense, exciting moments where the fans are right up there at the ring. But with this show, they were right there the entire time. So it really uh, gave that vibe of it being a lot more closed in. Uh, some might say intimate, some might say claustrophobic, depending on your perspective. And it, it, it brought a unique experience that I think as a live event is something will probably be really fun. But PD, let's just jump into uh, the show. Let's jump Rana. into the show, the, the first match. We had the opening contest. We had Speedball Mike Bailey, Taking on Danny Cannon, 
Uh, Danny Cunning, which I believe is a... Damn it! All right, you know what? Let's roll with the crunching. You're, you're all going to hear me crunch. Uh, I'll replace the audio on the... I'll, I'll try to figure out the audio. It's going to be fine on the audio podcast, but I'm going to be crunchy for a while. <laughs> Sorry. Can you, can you plug in like a rock band mic or something and switch over? Uh, it's not me. It's the Hangouts. I, I can't do anything about it. Uh, so let's just roll. Uh, but yeah, Speedball Mike Bailey versus Danny Cannon. A uh, couple of fascinating dudes. Speedball Mike Bailey, I believe a younger guy. Uh, I've been seeing him before. Danny Cannon, I believe he's a retired Beyond Wrestling regular. A uh, couple of uh, guys can hit and strike uh, and decided to do just that in this contest. Uh, Chris. What was your impression uh, of the opening contest? It was a neat little opening match. Um, kind of, you know, set the stage for kind of the entire event. Um, it was very dry, uh, very kind of straightforward match. Um, not a whole lot like a, um, you know, uh, shenanigans going on. Um, it was pretty pretty cool though. Yeah, it had a really cool yeah. pace to it. Uh, yeah. Swag. Well, what did you think? The opening contest, Speedball versus Danny Cannon. Um, it was, this is an opening contest. This is how you start a wrestling match. Um, you don't, you don't want to blow your load on the first match unless you've got a really, really killer card, uh, you know, like New Japan style. This was, this was, it was all right. Um, both had some good hit, good spots, uh, I could see Speedball in the right match being pretty entertaining. I, I have seen Mike Bailey in, in a few other venues, and he he is one of those guys that maybe in a couple of years will be one of those big indie names. He's he's pretty good, and he's he's got those kicks, and everyone knows that in, in modern-day indie wrestling, as long as you've got some kicks... Super kicks, super kicks, super kicks. Or stiff kicks. You'll... you'll You'll get some bookings if you've some got calf some kicks. kicks and some stiff kicks and some, you know, kicks to the back and kicks to the head. Danny Cannon, PD. I got to talk about Danny Cannon. Yes, I liked Danny Cannon, and I'm ashamed that this will be the first and last match that I've seen of him, because truth be told, as I am of the age of indie wrestling where you got to see the young Brian Danielson and the young Samoa Joe and the young AJ Styles and the guy that clearly influenced Danny Cannon a bunch, uh, a guy known as the World Warrior, low-key. Danny Cannon, much respect to you, all the best, and I want to say you are keeping the spirit and the style of low-key alive and strong. Your your kicks, your shaved head, the way you were always ducking down like you're some in some kind of kung fu movie, some of the spots you were doing in the corner like the John Woo, all that stuff, all that very early to mid-2000s indie wrestling stuff that was clearly a, a shout out to low key it was just i i respect the hell out of that and i i truly appreciate both of these guys for in a lot of ways bringing some of the things that people want modern pro wrestling to be they they were very athletic there was some mma influence and overall it was really really cool it, it felt 
at times maybe a little bit video gamey, but I like video gamey, yes. so I was okay with it. Yes. Also, there was one move in this match that I have not seen literally in decades. The last time I saw someone execute this move, it was a match between Chris Jericho and Ultimo Dragon in Japan, going way back. It was when Mike Bailey executed a quebrada, a springboard moonsault, from the inside of the ring to the outside. That was yeah. incredible. I have not seen anyone anywhere execute that move since Chris Jericho, and this would have been like 1994, 1995 or so. So, yeah, this this was a taste of what state-of-the-art American independent wrestling could be, and I thought it was really enjoyable as an opening match. I wish it would have gone a little longer, yeah. but they they got a lot in. Yeah, we got a lot in. Uh, yeah, there was a lot, a lot to get to in the night, uh, and that's for sure. So they probably didn't have much to to work with time wise, but uh, yeah, they got a lot in. They got their shit in. <laughs> uh, but they that led right into the next contest, a tag team showdown, uh, or at least it billed as the tag team showdown. We had. The Kingdom, Mike Bennett and Matt Taven, uh, accompanied to the ring by Maria Kanellis, uh, taking on the team of Biff Busick and Drew Gulak. Uh, uh, I'm calling this match the the members of the Kingdom that are not Adam Cole, baby, taking on Team See You in NXT 2016, Drew Gulak and Biff Busick. Yes. <laughs> Uh, that's for sure. Uh, Chris, what was your impression? What, what did you think of this tag team contest, uh, this little moment? It, it wasn't a very oh, long P- one. P- I like, let, let's not, Petey. Yeah, let's not. We, we don't know. really have to spend too much time on this because the kingdom, they were doing all sorts uh, of heel shenanigans. I like watching the first of the, of the two DX matches uh, <laughs> in this, yes. in this uh, event. Can, can I just say? Can I just say about this match how disappointing it was? Because my boy Franco Rourke was there. Frank, I, I uh, wanted that. I uh, wanted swagger. that. I didn't. I haven't swagger. seen him in forever. Um, you, you, I, might, and I, I, you I, I did almost... some googles. I know he's going to be in NXT. He's okay. Yeah, he. Got I, I'm smart. aware. I did some googles Good after this. All right. While I was watching, and I am happy, but I have not seen him in a while, and I'm glad he's doing well for himself. He's been great. Because he's awesome he's been he, he fucking deserves a shot drew yeah. gulak i think is the most milk toast of wrestlers he is thank you technically excellent thank you but his ca- you, i don't know if, if his character is specifically trying to be the wrestlingest wrestler that ever did wrestle thank you <laughs> but oh he is God, swagger thank so, you like, like immensely talented but so fucking boring thank you oh my <laughs> god for years whether it's r squared circle forums everywhere on the internet it wherever in the internet wrestling community i've been alone on drew gulak oh my god thank you if i wanted to watch like like I, a couple of episodes of this that i was on ago we watched drew gulak and i think it was green Anne at the time now silver in this like total grapple fest. And I'm like, if I wanted to watch a grappling match, I'd watch Greco Roman wrestling where they actually like are trying to do something. But like, this is professional wrestling, like throw an uppercut or something. And he is just, 
He is just a man who grapples, and I don't get it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my god. And yes, everyone out there that might be seeing this, I have watched Drew Gulak in CZW as well, and I still don't like him. I'm sorry. (laughs) I just don't like him. I'm sorry. But I want to talk about the things I did like in this. One, for a minute, it seemed like Petey... Were the kingdom the baby faces in this match for a minute? <laughs> well, they, they were, they're, they're liked. The, 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 you can't, like, like people as, how as often, funny how as... How often does that happen where the kingdom, especially when Adam Cole is leading them, especially when Adam Cole is leading them, the kingdom are baby faces. That well, never happens. It's that kind never of happens. the young bucks get chance no matter what. Also, it helps that Matt Taven does that whole sexy sex man thing. That. Uh, which is but yeah, we've already for. talked about this longer than the actual match was. Yeah, yeah. So that was that yeah, was more of establishing. That, you you put those four guys in a ring on paper. That's an incredible match potentially. I I kind of figured. Here's what I figured from this match. Uh, here's what I figured. Drew and Biff were not allowed. Uh, Biff. <laughs> no, no, this was long before. Here's how it went down before before the match. Here's how it went down. They they talked it all over. It was like, okay, Biff, you can't get hurt. You, you cannot get hurt. Okay, we, like you're you're not <laughs> gonna go out there and do too much. Yeah, I know he's wrestled at great greatest round rivals. I think his arm was hurt. This is like July. <laughs> Exactly, and still, it was like, okay, Biff can't get hurt because he's he's headed down to Florida, so we're we're not gonna do too much here. Uh, Matt Taven, Michael Bennett, Maria, you guys probably have a Ring of Honor show or a New Japan show in a couple of days, so you guys can't do too much. We we can't let you guys get too much. Uh, Drew, eh, whatever. We'll we'll figure out something. As they say, we'll do the old Tennessee walk and talk, and be on our way in a couple of minutes. And yes. That's how it went, and Drew Gulak tried to be Mr. Serious Pro Wrestling because he's a serious pro wrestler, and pro wrestling is serious business because yes. he's Drew Gulak, and that's that's what he does. And I'm so glad this was over quickly. Mm-hmm. Although right. it was great seeing seeing the kingdom uh, minus Adam Cole with some shenanigans. Yes, some shenanigans, uh, as it were. Uh, but it brought us to the next match, uh, a three-way, no, four-way, uh, tag team showdown. Uh, we had, uh, Davy Cash and Chris Pyro of the Hoods, uh, Garden State Gods made up of, uh, Eric Corvus and Mike Quest, uh, the Symbiote, Ricky Shane Page, uh, Davy Vega, currently of AIW fame, uh, fame, uh, and lastly, Anthony Stone and Nicholas K. Anthony Stone being, of course, Mr. Hardcore Jesus. <laughs> uh, tag Team Showdown, four-way, a lot of Beyond Wrestling originals. Uh, you know, this is very much a Beyond Wrestling showcase for, for, for somebody like the Hoods. Who's, I don't believe are originals, but have cut their teeth in Beyond Wrestling for, for a bit now. Uh, Chris. This one we can get into for sure. Uh, what did you think of this tag team contest? Um, it was um, there were a lot to follow. Um, you know, eight, eight, um, the eight people in the ring at once. Uh, all kinds of things going back and forth. Um, it, it was pretty chaotic. Um, and tried got, got, to keep up with, but like you know, there was there was there was one moment that was just like holy shit, you know, kind of it kind of defined uh, indie wrestling a little bit. So. Yes. 
I think, oh yeah, it's like it's yeah. indie wrestling at the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right at the end. Uh, but we'll talk yeah. about the end. Uh, yeah, Petey, just to interject, I just want to give a shout out to the Hoods, the Hoods for yeah. having for winning the award of the best theme song of the night. Yes, <laughs> Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio. Yes, yes. Uh fantastic. Uh yeah, it was a it was a great showdown with some with some uh un uh, unplanned blood at the end, which is crazy. Also, Anthony Stone. I, I remember him from the last Beyond show we did and a few others, and I, I really like him. Yeah. I'd like to see him get a few more bookings. I like Anthony Stone. He has he has a great intensity and he's in incredible shape. But he has in great great intensity and style. Uh, he he reminds. I, I described him in my notes as a junior heavyweight Zach Wild. Nice. So <laughs> I, I can I can dig that. Yes. Uh, Swag. What did you think of this contest? Uh, was it just me, or is this for tough guy hardcore tag teams? Like they're just like generic tough guy hardcore tag team. Eh. No, four of them. Eh. It just, this was a match with two or three excellent spots and really nothing else for me. Also, the ref looked Amish, but <laughs> that's just... I'm penciling and I can't unsee an Amish Everybody beard. in the wrestling business, stop with the beards. It's over. Stop it. Hey, you know, all, I like... We all, know, we all know Daniel Bryan might be retiring, Maybe. Yeah. It's time to stop God. with the beards. That breaks yes. my heart. Uh, you it's gotta time. appreciate. It makes you appreciate trendsetters like uh, Mike Bennett, who's rocking the man bun in wrestling. <laughs> you know, bringing the man bun into wrestling, pu- pushing the f- fashion forward. I, I maybe so, it was this match as well, but I, I am starting to appreciate Mike Bennett and Matt Taven a little more. Yes, uh, but yeah, uh, they're the they're, they're not as obnoxious as the Young Bucks. So I'm starting to appreciate them a little more. Yes, yes, and they're fan- they're funny and they're fantastic. Uh, but yeah, uh, there was, of course, this ended on on a kind of an odd moment of uh, I believe it was Ricky, Sh- no, Davy Vega, Davy Vega, yeah, Davy Vega, l- legitimately busting his head open. <laughs> this <laughs> which was, was stupid. Which is like uh, he had a, a nice he had the the american rana i think it was officially mm-hmm. recognized as the as this year's american rana <laughs> every year they they one hurricane rana is called the american rana uh <laughs> and he clearly wanted his to be that one and it cost him whatever 14 staples in your head is worth yes uh yes yeah it was it was an it was an odd moment there where he was like you know, standing up there on the apron, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you look at that. <laughs> like, oh, crap. <laughs> also, <Ooh>. um, <laughs> the thing that I enjoy about matches like these is that this is something that indie wrestling does that the mainstream just never does enough of. It's these wacky multi-tag team matches where everybody gets stuff in. There's some goofy indie wrestling shenanigans like the chicken fight. The chicken yes. fight was gold. It was awesome. And these these are things that you can do on the indies that I wish could happen at the mainstream because it would probably make things a little bit more entertaining. But it's it's why we have the indies and why we don't want the indies to die. Yeah. Oh God, Triple H, please don't kill the indies. Hey, oh he sent he sent hey he sent Sam, Sammy Zayn to evolve for for signing. So you know he said on that conference call he wants he likes he's a sleeper cell. <laughs> 
Uh, that being said, that brought us to okay. Speaking of people that uh, DJM isn't too hot on, uh, that brought <laughs> us to the ma- next match uh, with uh, Johnny Gargano. Much talked about on the show, Johnny Gargano taking on the product David Starr, uh, the King of Taunts, uh, self-proclaimed King of Taunts, uh, the product David Starr. Singles contest, uh, one big name, one guy establishing himself, the former partner of JT Dunn, who's establishing himself as in Death by Elbow. Um, I'll go with you, Chris. Chris, what did you think of this contest? Um, it was it was interesting. It was just kind of like a straightforward match. Um, um, th- it was one of those certain ones where just like you know, like you know. Gargano just like beat on the entire time just to have him flip at the last second. Um, yeah. yeah, it was it was a it was a yeah. contest. It was a thing that yeah. happened. Uh, yeah. Swagger, what did you think of the showdown? So to the, this point, the crowd has been very fast and loose on the "This Is Awesome" chant because that mm-hmm. is what you do in a wrestling crowd now. Uh, this was the first match that had moments worthy of a "This Is Awesome" chant. Um, it, it Johnny Gargano knows what he's doing in the ring. I understand not everybody loves him, but he's quality. And this was a good wrestling match. It wasn't perfect. Uh, there was, you know, there was some moments of of not great, but actually, it had a decent ending. The, the like, it was a good heel ending. Yeah. You know, if you're gonna go that direction, have the heel guy win at least, make it interesting. Um. But, you know, this was the first match that I felt like was a good wrestling match that wasn't just, you know, a, a kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Deej, what, did, what what are your thoughts on this match? I know you, I, you said that you're not the biggest Johnny Gargano fan. Uh, it was a wrestling match. It had a beginning, a middle, <laughs> and an end. Yes. Um, um, but what are your thoughts on yeah. David Starr? Um, I, I want to see more of him if if he is the king of taunts. That gives me thoughts of the legend Dan Hibiki. So I am mildly intrigued. Yes. Uh, that would be fantastic if he hands out autographs in the middle of the matches. Yeah. Uh, does short like does short versions of other people's moves. <laughs> that only hit you know. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. This is Dan Hibiki style. Uh, but yeah, that was a singles contest. Johnny Gargano is definitely a, a, his, is a name out there. I think David Starr is growing into his own. Uh, it's probably going to take him a little bit, but he's growing into his own. Uh, you know, JT Dunn is, of course, establishing himself. But I think it's going to be interesting to see David Starr establishing, establish himself on his own as the product or at least the next product. match PD. Yes. I'm trying to find a smooth transition. I can't find it. I was pulling, trying to pull one out of my butt. Uh, the next contest, <laughs> talk team contest, fe- featured a bunch of guys that I'm I'm a fan of, as opposed to yes. the last one where we saw a tag match between the best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent, taking on Team Tremendous with Officer Ooh, Dan Barry. Like now several matches after. <laughs> Or is that the Beaver Boys? No, next thing is Beaver Boys. 
Yes, I think it's next up we have the Beaver Boys, John Silver and Alex Reynolds, taking on Brian Myers and Ryan Galeone. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> we still we still got to talk about Matt Tremont Stockade before we get to, to them. <laughs> uh, that's going to be a discussion. Yeah, I don't mind Matt Tremont too much. We yeah. can talk about that match. But yeah, Beaver Boys taking on Brian Myers, the formerly Kurt, former Kurt Hawkins. Uh, and his protege, Ryan Galeone. Uh, John Silver and Alex Reynolds are definitely kind of fun guys uh, and some interesting personalities. Chris, what did you think of this uh, tag team showdown? This one was when we first started to, uh, to get going for me a little bit. Um, very, um, you know, very well uh, mixed up. Very, a um, lot of variety, uh, you know, a lot of inside, outside the ring action. But it was also kind of straightforward, not like, you know, mostly serious. And so it kind of like, you know, uh, neat moments in it back and forth mm-hmm. yeah i had a good pace to it and yeah. had some fun moments uh, john silver being the the tiny powerhouse that he is being short and then kind of playing up the he can lift giant things on his own that's always that's fun uh his fun personality of course the the uh the the pectoral the zeus of pectoral what was, the, what was the nickname the pectoral zeus I forget. I don't know. Uh, Swag, what did you think of the tag team contest? Uh, this one was pretty okay. Uh, John Silver kind of basically spent the match trying to steal the show. I I would like to see him in solo action just because like he looks like a, a he's very very tiny but very strong and and he just throws people and that's that's interesting. Uh, I like there was a double suplex where tiniest man in the ring suplexed the two biggest guys in the ring and that's that's just fun. But it was all right. Yeah. Also, was... Chucky T on the mic. Yes. And Chucky and T. I I am I am for one a person who who thinks you should put a mic in Chuck Taylor's hand. Hey, you know you know he's 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 retiring, so it'd yep. be interesting yep. to see uh, his new. I hear career. he's retiring to visit his old friend El Generico in Mexico. Yes. Yeah. Uh, some people believe that. Some people don't. Yes, he might. You know, well, he might might go there. For, might go be going to Mexico for other reasons. I've I've reached the point where I I honestly don't care anymore. <laughs> uh, but that being it's, said, it's it's a bit that's gone on way too long. Yes, this is like what three months ago, four months ago. This was yeah. his farewell tour. Yeah, yeah. It's, this is in Gone on for a little while now. That said, I I'm rooting for the guy. Mm-hmm. That being said, yes. Uh, but yeah, just love to see and hear him on commentary. Uh, this uh, tag team contest was fun, and it transitioned over to something completely different. We had a casket match. Uh, a day. It's it's interesting to see a casket match in indie wrestling. Uh, but yeah, we had a casket match with Matt Tremont, uh, the bulldozer Matt Tremont, uh, taking on. The Devil's Favorite Outlaw Stockade. Uh, two big dudes uh, beating the ever-loving crap out of each other. Uh, uh, I think it should be pointed out, Petey, that yes. they said on commentary that Matt Tremont uh, this year won the Tournament of Death and the King of the Death match. They yes. pointed this out on commentary. If the wrestling world were different slightly right now 
Matt Tremont would probably be as popular as, say, the Young Bucks, because for all intents and purposes, he is the lord of the hardcores of the modern day. In, in the world of the ultra-violent, Matt Tremont is, is kind of the man. Uh, he, he is, I guess, the most apt comparison I would make, uh, maybe, maybe not, would be Mick Foley. If the wrestling business were a little bit different, he'd be a much bigger deal than he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that is for sure. Uh, I'm Chris. glaring at your McFoley comparison. <laughs> glaring. Eh, it, it was it was a stretch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris, what was your impression of this match? Sorry, sorry to cut you off, Chris, but one more thing that I want to compliment Matt Tremont on. I want to compliment Matt Tremont for using separate ways by Journey as his entrance music, as opposed to taking the easy route, the obvious route, and going with Don't Stop Believing. So yes. credit to Matt Tremont. And once again, for the reminder, there is no South Detroit. Thank you. Yes. Sorry, uh, Chris, go ahead. Yes. <laughs> uh, Chris. So this one was pretty interesting for me because I'm usually, I've said before that I'm a sucker for the hardcore matches because of my ADD. Um, and so I like I like having props. I like having you know things to kind of focus my attention to, to rather than just you know straight up wrestling. Um, what was neat though was like um, were kind of interesting. The pacing was kind of weird with this one a little bit. So because usually like um, you know the way that you set up the props during the match and kind of like you know it's set up and payoff, set up and payoff. There was a lot of setup in this match. A lot even even like too much time setting up some of the bits without. Um, before actually paying them off, almost where it got like became like tortured in spots, um, but 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 when when they happened, though, holy shit! Like they, you know, the stuff that they they put up with, you know, for that was pretty insane. Yeah, pretty pretty so. insane, it's for sure. It's, yeah. Yes. Uh, swag. What was your what was your impression of this uh, fight? <laughs> I think I've said this on the show before. I think I'm too old for for hardcore. The death match does not appeal to me. And, and it's basically this. We live in a world where we get to see what became of Axel Rotten and Balls Mahoney and all these guys who in the 90s did death matches all the time. They're all basically brain dead. And I hate saying that, but they're all broken people. You know, there's a lot of guys who survived the 90s who did some dumb shit but can still walk and talk. And, and this is... I, I would be happier if this shit just went away. This is just like two fat people, white trash on commentary, just, you know, cutting each other. And also, just maybe on a lighter side, who buys the casket for a casket match? <laughs> do they do they keep using the casket for other casket matches? Do they like just change the liner out and like that's for the next casket match? Do they get it at Costco? How do you get blood out of casket? Like... I'm just, I'm really genuinely more, more than the match. I'm curious about, about how this casket's life is. Like yes. what, what does the casket do now? Do, does when, when one of these guys like, you know, ODs or dies in the ring, do they get buried in it? Do you get buried in the casket you got closed into in the ring? I don't know, but I'm curious. I would really like to know. So if someone knows, hit me up on Twitter at the swagger and tell me what happens to the casket after the match. They bury the casket in a bigger box, and they have a service for it. Yes. Petey? Yes. The finish to this match. Yes. 
the cinder block. block, the cinder block to the noggin. That was a payoff. And it, and it wasn't like the, the Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose cinder block from last year. This was a we cinder saw... block to the skull. Yeah. It's like I, when he's throwing them in there, I was like, all right, oh, cool. That's going to be fun, like powdery thing that's going to have like a fun visual to it. But then he body slammed him into it. It was like, oh, okay, those are cinder blocks. Yeah. Yep. Death matches. <laughs> again, again, which one of these guys dies at 38? Like that. And I, and I don't want that to happen in wrestling. Like the best wrestling is when neither when both guys look like they're dead, but they're not. Yeah, like that's what exactly. good professional wrestling is. These guys both just looked like they were about to have a fucking heart attack and probably both needed surgery after this. That's that's kind of the appeal of the whole deathmatch scene, is that then just watch MMA. Like if you want to see it's, two it's grown men try it's to kill match. each other, watch MMA. Um, it's not the same. Uh it's I know. It's, it's ridiculous and it's over the top and there's it's some theatrics. Meant but. to be the most extreme of extreme. It is meant to be something that you cannot conceive the human body surviving. Yeah. And the only way you can conceive it is if you see it in front of your own eyes. Uh, also, a lot of the guys that do this, they're the ones that want to push themselves to the I, most I, I insane get, extreme like, limits. Like they're doing this voluntarily. I get it. It is. It is a. It's a gimmick that people will pay money for. And and there were you know there was literally a whole wrestling. There's been whole wrestling promotions based around the notion of the hardcore match. Yeah. And I just I, I feel like I don't know. I don't like it in my in my wrestling. I I want I want wrestling. I want. Like I want guys in tights doing ridiculous shit. I will say that I I don't want two people trying to kill each other. No, I'll say that I that I skipped. I I skipped the whole after match hug fest because I was like, all right. Is it just me, Petey, or are there a lot more of those lately? Just everywhere. Yeah, it's the easy thing to do after after an exhibition match at a promotion. (laughs) You're not actively doing a story at. It is is it just that everything is so out of the bag and so hashtag reality era that nothing really has any storyline significance and it, and it really is just kind of an exhibition for show now yeah I mean I'm I'm okay with that on some level uh, but you know I'm, I'm starting to I'm, st- I'm I'm gonna say this I'm I'm, I'm gonna give a shout out to Rick Foster. Starting to see what he was talking about a long time ago when he was he was speaking out against the respect handshake at the end, where it's like he saw it first, and now we're starting to see. Oh, okay, it's starting to get a bit much when every match and ends with a uh, man. You're the best guy ever. We also, fought each other. You know, not unlike the "This is awesome" chant, it's also making its way to the mainstream. Yeah, it's starting to get a little old. Yeah. Like they, they might as well just do like a straight curtain call and just you know bow together. Like, <laughs> well, it's well, yeah, yeah, uh, that, that, yeah, well, uh, mm, that, yeah. That wouldn't be the first time that's happened in the last yeah. couple of months either. I will say there was some, there was some good, uh, there was some good storyline moments at it's uh, later on in this show. There was some good storyline 
building later on in the show. But yeah, the news matches was, was a bit much. Uh, but moving on to uh, another contest, another guy we've talked about many times before, uh, and a guy we haven't seen before, I, I don't believe. Uh, AR Fox, the whole Fox and show, uh, followed uh, to the ring by his lovely wife, uh, Miss Fox, or Mrs. I don't know why they don't call her Mrs. Fox. They go with Miss Fox. I don't understand. Uh, yeah, because apparently New Japan has not grasped the fact that she's mar- that Maria Canellis is married to Mike Bennett either. They they haven't they haven't figured that out either. I don't no. know. Uh, Air Fox taking on Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. Uh, hot Sauce. A uh, couple of interesting guys. A couple of uh, talented guys. Uh, Tracy Williams I haven't seen before. Deej, have you experienced the Hot Sauce Tracy Williams before? No, I have not. I have not. And quite frankly, I'm just happy that AR Fox did not fall on his head. Yes. <laughs> That's really all we can say about this match. Yeah. I mean, it was a short match. <laughs> Another one. I don't I don't think I've ever seen a submission squash like squash match. Usually it's it's Goldberg comes in, kicks you, you know, does whatever the jackhammer and then it's over. It's something like that. This was a submission squash match that's new to me yeah uh, which is almost plays into like the idea of this mission not being a not necessarily being a uh you do eventually it could be simply if you're submitting you're saying checkmate <laughs> almost like playing into the idea of this mission being a checkmate it's like all right i've, I've got nothing or hey submissions actually finishing longer matches yes remember when one of those happen yeah i mean yeah. Eventually, I think it happened uh, earlier. Uh, yeah, it was a short match. <laughs> uh, at least AR Fox didn't almost kill himself. That's the key thing right there. Uh, is that a thing that happened? Well, AR Fox is a high flyer. He's he's had a few falls. He's had a also, few falls. Also, he was wearing totally like MacBook Pro background tights, and I loved it. Yes. <laughs> Like that was I, I had that background on my computer at some point. Yes, and they're fantastic. Uh, but yeah, kind of a short match, uh, but led into finally we'll talk about some fantastic people. Quite uh, uh, the the DJM and I both love. Uh, we have the best friends of Trent and Chuck Taylor uh, taking on Dan Barry. And Dick Justice, Super Cop Dick Justice, uh, not Bill Carr. I don't know why. Uh, Dan Barry, before the match started, said that they had wrestled in Reseda, California, and Bill Carr had broken his foot. So he was out due to injury. So they found a last-minute replacement in the form of the Super Cop for America, who you might have also seen in a Tough Enough audition, Dick Justice. Yes. Uh, Chris, what was your impression of these groups, uh, this group of characters and this match? This was, uh, I was entertained by this one. This was pretty, um, had a pretty good flow to it. Um, I enjoyed um, the, um, just like, they, they, they had like a very good um, chemistry all four of them together, just in general. And just seeing, you know, um, and I'm, I suck with names, but they do with the, um, the Hawaiian shirt, basically, you know, serving as, as you know, the conduit for the um, 
the tag team in the pink just to like you know to wail on them pretty well i enjoyed it yeah. a lot yeah it was uh, yeah. the remarkably average dan barry uh self-given mm-hmm. nickname uh who is my kind of guy yes uh who is not I, I yeah he gives himself the remarkably average nickname but he is a fantastic wrestler and a funny guy and a smart guy and he is all kinds of talented and i think we've covered it many times on this show how much we love dan barry uh multiple times how much we love dan barry uh he's a super talented guy and you almost forget how talented he is in the ring because he's, now Petey, yeah before you babble yeah, we we need to address yes the the elephant in the room that is one. That's not Richard, a very nice thing to say, Dick to Dick. About one Richard Aloysius Justice the Third. <laughs> this is the first time we've seen Dick Justice on Fanny Pack, haven't we? Yes, yes. I think we were we were maybe scheduled to talk about an AIW event because he's a regular at uh, Absolutely Intense Wrestling, uh, but yeah, it's the first time. So, Petey, just yes. between you and me, Dick Justice. Yeah. What's your take? What's your take? Um, he is a fun character, and he's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. All right, Chris <laughs> Ronan. Uh, Dick Justice. Your take on on this gentleman? Uh, was Dick Justice the big dude, or was he the dude in the... He's the big dude. He's the big dude. Yep. Dude. He, he was fun. I mean, he... Um, he and I enjoyed his character. Yes. All right. Yeah. Uh, Swagger? What are your uh, thoughts on uh, Dick Justice and this Dick match? Dick Justice has kind of been making a name for himself recently in the independent scene, uh, for whatever reason. Uh, what, what was your take on, on this gentleman? Uh, Dick Justice was made great by Dan Barry. Dan Barry can wrestle. Dick Justice can entertain. But and, to, to be fair, Dan Barry is pretty damn entertaining. Oh, oh, he is. He is. And and they're there. I've I've never seen either of them before. And they immediately, I'm like, I like you guys. You, I love. I Scott, love that this was called, sort of called for Scott Steiner. <laughs> have you fire. have you seen any of? Have you seen any of Team Tremendous? Who's team, who's team Tremendous? Uh, Dan, Dan Barry, Barry and, and his regular tag team partner Bill Barr. I no, but I need to. Okay. Yes, they're they're wonderful. They're wonderful. Because because Dan can can wrestle, and Dick can entertain, and and no, I I get the impression he knows his way around a ring, but he's not much of a wrestler. Uh, for 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 context, Team Tremendous, uh, they are. Take 80s Cops, your your standard 80s cop movie. That's Team Tremendous. Yes. And it's wonderful. Yes. That, that actually sounds fun. And Bill Clark's like, a fantastic wrestler. I like too. fun wrestling, and that's probably because of the way I got back into wrestling was because of Chikara. And that sort of over-the-top... It does. The wrestling match doesn't have to all be wrestling. It can be like these ridiculous moments, like the whole grenade, Dick Justice with his gun. Yes. We we sort need to find something with Team Tremendous for for Swagger PD. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> Send do. it my way. I, I just can I just say I Chuck Taylor's a fucking national treasure. Ain't he though? Yeah. Like, like 
the thing is that what what he has is the ability to be this ridiculous person in the ring, like this ridiculous character to do all kinds of not wrestling things in a wrestling match. But like at this, he makes me like Kentucky and I don't like Kentucky. <laughs> Chuck Taylor makes me like, nah, Kentucky sounds all right. Not even well, for the bourbon. He, he oh, is well, the Kentucky gentleman. He is the Kentucky. He is, he is my kind of wrestler. Like he is fun. I, I liked him as a heel with fist. I like him even more as sort of this, this this Kentucky gentleman thing that he's been doing for a while. He is so goddamn good at being Chuck Taylor that if if he ever does, you know, go off on vacation, I hope he figures out a way to keep more or less this character in in some form or another because it is it's so ridiculous, but it's so much fun. Yeah. Uh, he is fun. That's He's what fantastic. we're all hoping. If yes. if Chuck Taylor finds a way, or or Dustin, more appropriate, yeah. finds also, his way they, to... Did they just, like, halfway through the match, like, fuck calling him Chuck Taylor, he's Dustin, and we're just going to yeah, say that? I mean, I get, been... I get like, like you can let the fourth wall break down sometimes. I get that. He, he has been I calling this farewell lot. tour Dustin Chuck Because... Up. It's yeah. his it's his retirement tour. Yeah. It's not his retirement tour. And, and whatever. Also, I don't Trent know. Was okay. He was pretty all right. Yeah. yeah. He's okay. He, he, he didn't he didn't he didn't pop his kneecap off this time. Thank God. <laughs> Which was a great moment. Where it's like he went for the dive and Chuck's like, No, <laughs> your knee. He's like, I don't care. It was like, Trent's like, that I was don't actually, care. That was a really, really, really good moment. And then Chuck's like, like but I do. It, it was like, such, Aw. and that is why I love Chuck Taylor, is moments like that. Is he can They're say the most ridiculous thing in the ring. And, and he's a really, really great wrestler. The difference between, like, being talented and being a great wrestler is the ability to hold the crowd in the palm of your hand. And Chuck Taylor does that. And scare children if he wants to. Yeah, and create chants that say that he's in better shape than Seth Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, don't go, Dustin. We we all want you to go to don't the big out. performance center in the sky and make millions of dollars. Yes, exactly. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see them going forward. Uh, moving forward to the next uh, match, we had somebody you who. Did work for the big company. No, we know not not this one. That was another match. Never mind. Uh, somebody. We have a couple of guys. Uh, teacher versus student. Uh, this showdown. We had Donovan Dijak uh, taking on Brian Fury, uh, the guy who who created him. I guess uh, kind of got him this started, trained him, uh, taking each other on. Donovan Dijak has been in has been a guy who's been building a name out there uh have you experienced donovan dijak have you had an experience with uh, him uh, he, he's been a staple of ring of honor for a little bit over a year or so probably more as a part of the house of truth led by the incomparable truth martini mm-hmm. uh donovan dijak he is as they say a true specimen by god six foot seven and every bit of it he's He's what they call a super athlete, and his trainer, Brian Fury, is a dude. Um, I get the impression that he's one of the guys from the indies that was probably really, really good, 
just never got booked many places, and they had a match. Yeah, those who can't. Uh, they had a match, kind of a teacher versus student. Uh, Chris, what, what was your impression of this contest? Um, this was my favorite of the singles matches um, all together. It had a good... It, um, they had a good flow to it. Um, um, you know, very, um, it was very entertaining and very intense. And and they, they they had the interesting like you know they did the um, interesting play on the referee knocked out bit without making it ridiculous. Like it actually, you know, it, it, it made it seem like it just kind of happened. And then the way they played with it was kind of you know wasn't yeah. it wasn't it was the usual heel version of it. Although I never I never realized it could ever take. Uh, how long to put a shirt on before? Yeah, <laughs> I will say that they, that it as somebody who's been trying different Beyond Wrestling uh, shows mm-hmm. to try to pick, before I finally got around to picking and finally got around to like picking one and booking the show this episode. Um, I will say there's a story to that guy specifically that guy that they had as a referee. There's been mm-hmm. some back and forth between Donovan Dijak and uh, let's say Angel Martinez. Oh, I, I keep forgetting his name, but he uh, he has a name. The commentators didn't know him, but he, he has a name, and he's it's been a thing back and forth between specifically that guy who's been tangent match, matches and and Donovan Dijak. So, and it pays off drink. well in this match. Uh, swag. What was your impression of this contest? Um, I'll comment that it actually had a good ref swap which is usually not the case. Usually the ref getting knocked out. Also, is it really like the, is one of the greatest wrestling tropes that if you brush up against a referee, he dies instantly. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. isn't that, isn't that one of the great ones? Just oh, brush yes. up against Unless the referee. Rick Knox. Dead. Absolutely. Rick Knox. Not knocked over, shit. not hurt. Dead. Yeah. Yep. Except for um, Rick Knox who won't take your shit. Yeah. Um, the, the tail end of this was good when it was, when they basically were just hitting, you know, finisher after finisher towards the end, that was good. Uh, Dijak's huge, and that will probably take him far because he's at least, you know, competent in the ring. But his character is, eh. and I forget who was on commentary who said it, but the exact words: "Look at Dijak's douchey face," and yes. that's all I like. That is that is him. He is, yeah. He is playing like. Do you know who he is? He is like the generic Randy Orton, just a douchebag who's kind Although, of big. Uh, from his ROH work, he's, he might be good in the ring. He but. he's very good. He's very good. But he's, but he's he's he's. I won't go so far as to say he's a rookie because he's not. But he's he's getting developing. There. He's, he's getting developing. there. He's growing. Yes. He's, he's, yeah. Not physically, but he, I don't he think he can. But he has that douchey thing I don't like. Uh, yes, the douchey thing. Uh, he he has a thing. Uh, I will say one of the great moments was the "you can't stop me." I, I want to give a nod to that. It was a, it was a thing. It was a vocal thing, and it was one singular moment. But I liked that moment. That like uh, <laughs> uh, that moment. Way better than this. Yeah, <laughs> way better than that. But like when he was like, you know, Ryan Fury going all at him, and he, you know, Donovan Dijak going in his face, going, "You can't stop me. Nobody can." I have to say, you know what it made me think of? Made me think of Ultron. Made me think of Ultron and Tony Stark. 
Like, you know, Donovan Dijak as Ultron and Brian mm. Fury as Tony Stark. Like, So I figure when he leaves the House of Truth, no one will be able to stop him. Yeah, no. Nah. Uh, unless they make a make a uh, another version based on Jarvis, yeah. he'll he'll be in a main event for Ring of Honor in a few years, probably. Uh, yeah, I, I have I have a strong suspicion that that is the, that is the truth, the truth, uh, according to Truth Martini, as it were. Uh, but yeah, this was it was a cool contest. It transitioned well. Uh, transitioned oddly if you were watching on on YouTube the. But it did, did you know, because it was, you know, it was a quick tra- cut. But into the next contest, which was a showdown uh, between Team Pazuzu and ostensibly Team Beyond Wrestling, uh, or Team Not Pazuzu, uh, we had Team Pazuzu on one side, Chris Dickinson, Jaka, Mike Drastic, and Angel Ortiz of EYFBO, and El Presidente, Carlos Sanchez, a.k.a. Pinky Sanchez, uh... One of the best Instagrams ever, funniest guys ever, most adorable daughter ever. Um, taking on the team of the Hit Squad. Uh, Holy 2003, it's the Hit Squad. Monster <laughs> Mac and Dan Moff. Yes. Taking it back to 2003. I love this. I also, love speaking of 2003 guys. or 2000, mid 2000s, Nick Gage or Nick fucking <laughs> yeah. Gage. Uh, and uh, oh, Nick more. Cage. Also from two, <laughs> no, I shouldn't say from two thousand three because he's still doing well. Eddie Kingston as a surprise entrant later into the mat, later into the the kerfuffle, and of course led by Shinron, uh, the man known as the 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 spirit dragon Shinron, uh, a man that I know you love, DJM, and I know I love. Uh, he's fantastic. I, I liked for one reason or another just about everybody in this match i love eddie kingston uh i love shinron uh of course pinky sanchez uh and just everybody in this match i i kind of popped for here and there uh even popping ironically for nick gage i i kind of ironically pop for nick gage anywhere he shows up that isn't czw it's just amazing to me hey somebody booked nick gage and he actually showed up yes so yeah, this was this was wild. Yeah, this is a wild match. But honestly, on the YouTube, I'm going to say, and I'll, I'll, I don't know if the guys will agree, it was pretty well edited so that you can kind of you can follow along. At least I was able to follow along, uh, so that you know you didn't get too lost considering it was ten men beating the ever loving crap out of each other. Uh, Chris. What was your impression of the match? Did, did were you able to follow along? Did it did it? I would, I would say yes and no. I was able to follow along with the individual, you know, bouts. Like they exactly. did a very good job of like following the different bits of action. I spent the entire match. I didn't know there were teams until the bell, bell rang at the end because yeah, yeah. it basically just opened up into. I didn't know if it was if it was like a Royal Rumble style match. If it was mixed tag, I didn't know who was on whose on on who was wrestling who. I just saw people going at it left and right. It was almost like. Um, I don't know, like like from like a war movie where it's like following and looking at all the different bits of action one thing at a time. That's basically like what I got at the beginning of it. Um, yeah. Thoroughly entertaining. Every like there was no like wasted, you know, moments. Like everyone was just trying to kind of trading off and all. Um, the 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 luchador moments like basically was you know it, it seemed like most of the match served for um, 
the one the one luchador dude um, to really like Shinron. 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 Yeah. But like and, and that was kind of you know like they, it was like like he was the canvas that the you know that he painted on basically. Mm-hmm. But um you know it was, it, it was it was it was it was fun. It was wild. It was a wild match yeah. to say. To, the Hit to Squad, Petey. The Hit, the hit squad. squad. Monster Mac and Dan Moff. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. This is this is their home now. This is where they I, make I their home now. I can't even with that. Yes, they also had a great mo- moment on commentary. I, 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 let's call back the great moment on commentary uh, when they were calling the the casket match. Uh, because Matt, apparently Matt Tremont, I think it was Matt Tremont, at least, or both of them, said that the Hit Squad was a huge influence on them, and they went on commentary going, "Man, if we, we if we're a huge influence on these guys, man, we're going to hell." <laughs> considering <laughs> what these guys, considering what these guys have done to each other, if we're the ones that influence that, man, we're 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 going to hell. We're just, sorry about that world. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're fantastic swag. What were your thoughts on this kerfuffle? Uh, I'm a mark for Shinron. I, I think he's the best high flyer in the game right now. I, I think with, uh, I think he should just continue to develop his talents, get a phone call, and become basically what Rey Mysterio was. The tiny little man who is the giant killer because he jumps 85 feet in the fucking air every time he, he wants to. Um this is the first time in a long time I was happy to see Eddie Kingston. <laughs> like, like, so for the last couple, in the time that I've been watching wrestling, Eddie has been not, I don't think at his best. I think his, his what people would have thought his best years were a little bit behind him. Uh, I recall going to Jakara and helping out with a Burger Kingston chant because he, but Eddie Kingston in this fucking match I like I get it. In for the first time in a long time, like other than watching his old stuff, like Eddie can be the king sometimes. Like I get Eddie. I get why people like him. Yeah. Also, somewhere in there there was the biggest razor's edge I've ever seen. Oh, like yeah. corner to fucking corner. Bomb. I mean that it's is, a small ring, but still. That is the Pazuzu bomb. The infamous Pazuzu bomb. And I've never seen Pinky Sanchez before, and now I'm cool with seeing more of him because like he is tiny and crazy. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's is tiny he and crazy, and that's the only way to describe him. And I think that's how he works. Uh, there wasn't once. enough Shinron in the air for me, but that's just because, like, literally, I would watch that guy jump off of things and onto other people all day. And he's amazing live. Let me tell you. Like right. he guy, he is. He's something special athletically that like you just don't get very often. Yeah. And I things, hope it works out for him. Yeah. I hope he, he can he stay healthy. He is so healthy. fantastic that I'm so glad it didn't. Uh, I'm so glad that it didn't end when Facade broke his neck all those years ago. Uh, in, what was it? Yeah, it was, no, it was Facade or Charade. What was the name? Uh, uh, Charade? I don't know. But when, he, you know, when yeah. he broke his neck all the years, years ago... And you know that was a scary moment, and the fact that it didn't end that and then, and he got to come back and still be the wrestler that he is now, it's so fantastic. And I love him. He's so great. He's so talented, and so you know fearless. He's just so fantastic. I'm so happy. Uh, Deej, I know you love Shinron. Uh, I think it's already been said. Everything yes. about this was wild and fun and wild. 
indie wrestling needs matches like this. This yeah, this was so actually a better ten man fucking mess than almost any match like that yeah. you normally see. And like I, they I wanna... they actually could follow it. It was well done. Yeah, and they, they it was did better it the than right those than they usually are. Yeah, they did it right away by making moments, following by moment by moment, and creating the one thing you're keeping track of. Like, you know, it's a three-ring circus, but only one ring has the spotlight, you know? <laughs> yes, this is a three-ring circus, but only one ring has the spotlight, and that's the one you look at, you know? Things could be happening in the background, but that's the one ring you're looking at. Uh, so, And it had a great pace. Uh, and then transitioned over to the next contest, the singles contest with the ladies, uh with women a uh, couple of people that uh we've talked about before and i think pretty exten- extensively uh s- couple of pretty fantastic talents also well before we talk about it, and we talked about eddie kingston being fantastic lately he's doing well i'm gonna give a shout out to mia yim give her credit she's doing a good she's probably a good influence on him uh that being said i'll leave it at that kimberly Heidi Loveless. No love loss here. <laughs> two no of Petey Rave's favorites. Yes, two of, two of my favorites, uh, especially Kimberly. <laughs> Heidi Loveless representing the Team Pazuzu. Again, it's Team Pazuzu versus Team We're Really Mad at Pazuzu. Uh, once again, in a singles contest. Chris, what was your impression of the ladies? Taking oh, this is on. This is this is pretty good. Like it, it was very kinetic. A lot of there's a lot, lots of quick shots, lots of uh, good back and forth, um, a lot of kicks um, too. Just kind of like it really, it really. Um, they kept the action up and kept kind of like the exchanges going pretty well. Um, not a lot of dead spots, um, and you know, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. So. Um, swag. What was your impression? Have you? Have, I think I'm pretty sure we've you've experienced at least. Kimberly before I've, I've experienced both before I am I I did not know there was a goth girl Heidi Lovelace and I like goth girl Heidi Lovelace because I am still 17 sometimes oh Heidi um, Lovelace looked she can she can wrestle ball. though like she, she can wrestle still the current young Lions Cup champion PD last I checked I'm, she still I'm, holds the young so, Lions yeah. Cup. I think as far as I know I haven't seen anything where she dropped that and Kimberly, I've seen a little bit of. This is the first like one-on-one match I've really gotten to see her in. I think, and God, she's good. Like, like, I I love living in a world where you can have a women's wrestling match where basically no hair was pulled, no one was no one was selling themselves in in like a you know whorish manner. It was just two women fucking wrestling. And and I know that like that's happening more and more. Like there was the Iron Woman match, which by the way was fucking fantastic on NXT. Like this is this is one of the most positive things about wrestling in the last couple of years is like girls get to be taken seriously because they can be fucking good at it. And this this was good. And like I like I liked it. I loved the the ending, like that massive second rope powerbomb. Not a not a thing you not a thing you're used to seeing in a women's match, but both of these girls have fought guys. There's uh, if you go on the internet, uh, Heidi Lovelace versus Eddie Kingston's pretty entertaining because he's huge and she's tiny and it's still fucking fantastic. Um, so yeah, this was good. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Deej, 
Uh, I, I've said how much I love these, you know, these ladies before. Uh, and I think we've, we've, it's well documented, at least that I love them. <laughs> uh, I am a big fan of Heidi Loveless. I, I think she's really great. Uh, I love her as Jakara Young Lions Cup champion. Uh, I, I really liked her ring gear this, during the show. I thought she looked absolutely phenomenal uh kimberly uh, is one i know that you're a big fan of i like her i respect her talent and this was as good a match as any regardless of gender and that's the important thing it it fit right in with anything else on the show so yeah, i'm had, uh, i'm cool had, with it um also the there was one particular spot in this match where they were doing an exchange and kimberly Hit Heidi Loveless with a really nice-looking spin kick to the head. That really caught my attention. It was like, wow, that was that was really quick. So, yeah, yeah very well yeah. done. Like it, it was great. like a lot of times with some women's matches, you'll notice that they might be a half step or so slower. This was at full indie speed, and I love that. That yes. was awesome. Yes, and it and it fit the and it fit the mood and the story of the night as well. Uh, the Team Pazuzu versus the world, you know. Uh, I will have to say, it, it it's starting. It I'm wondering how they will sustain the two, the two semi giant, evil, chaotic, you know, chaotic evil, uh, uh, heel teams, because uh, they have them and they have the Crusade for Change. But I guess would Crusade for Change be? neutral evil or maybe lawful evil and then they could be i don't know do you have any thoughts Deej? nope all right cool let's go to the main event of the evening uh the indiest uh pairing that could ever indie uh we have <laughs> nick and matt jackson again all fantastic uh well a lot of fantastic wrestlers nick and matt jackson uh, the Young Bucks. Going on. classic Young Bucks coming out to Hanson. Yes. Uh, taking on Chris Hero and JT Dunn. Uh, death by Elbow. Uh, this is... I, I, I will have to say, I am definitely enjoying Chris Hero's involvement in Death by Elbow more than I've enjoyed anything by him uh, in, a, in a while. Ever. 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 <laughs> Uh, which I guess is not saying much, but I will say, you know, I'll say this: Chris Hero knows how to pick a tag team partner. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, and that has been documented before um, for a very long time. What, 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 Deej? Let's give the world some context and so, so on on this con on this contest. Uh, uh, as far as the the story behind it goes, I can't really say. Uh, this is my first time seeing Death by Elbow, but uh, it makes perfect sense given that it's Chris Hero and JT Dunn. Uh, for a while, I not so affectionately referred to Chris Hero as Captain Elbow Smash, since yes. that seemed to be all he wanted to do after his tag team partner uh, became the, the man we now know as Cesaro. And JT Dunn is pretty great. So now they're a team. And okay. the Young Bucks, of course, what can you say that hasn't already been said? Yeah. Uh, Chris, what did you think of the main event? So what I, all I saw was Death by Elbow versus Shawn Michaels and Shawn Michaels. 
Uh, <laughs> I call them tiny the Shawn Michaels and other tiny Shawn Michaels. Yeah. No. The they're they're I love them. Tiny the Shawn Michaels and and tiny Matt Hardy. Yes. Okay, a little bit that too. Yes. Oh, great thing, great thing, Petey. I don't know if you saw this, but a couple of days ago, I watched uh, a documentary about the Young Bucks where they were uh, traveling and they were uh, following along, and uh, it was that w- the end of it was that one indie show uh, in New York uh, at the stadium where it was the Young Bucks versus the Hardys. Yes. Uh, also on this match was uh, Kevin Steen versus Jerry Lawler in a pile driver match. It was Kevin's last match on the Indies. Uh, but also, uh, after the show, uh, Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy were hanging out with the Bucks, and <clears throat> Matt Jackson uh, said that his daughter saw Matt Hardy and Matt Jackson and was like, Whoa, I've got two daddies. Because <laughs> they, they figured Matt, because everyone knows Matt Hardy, Matt Jackson, yes. Everyone knows. E- even both of them realize it. And now. Oh, Matt Jackson's daughter caught on to the fact that, yes, they are the Hardys. Yes, ostensibly. Um, yeah, Swag, what, was your, what were your thoughts on the main event? Um, I love the Young Bucks. I like, I, like this non, I like this because it was not ruined by Bullet Club. Even though they, they did have it, it was not, it, this was a non-Bullet Club-y Young Bucks match. Um, Chris Hero should consider something other than Trunks, maybe, a little bit. A lot of us have been saying that for a while. A little, I mean, this, I, like I get I've it. I've said it on this podcast before. He's still good in ring. I, I'm not saying he should step out of the ring. I'm saying pants, maybe. He was wearing Same. pants originally when he first few years started out. Then he went to Japan, and someone told him, "If you're going to be taken seriously, you need to wear trunks." Not the greatest decision. It's it's no. never been something that's totally caught on with fans. And yeah, and and is it is it? I don't. I am not familiar with JT Dunn before this, but is he kind of on the upswing? Yes, he, he is, is. He is. He's he he seems good. like like he is youngish, goodish, and mm-hmm. someone who will probably continue to hear from for the next couple of years because I, I guarantee he's good. that. I guarantee he should start also, getting more bookings. Also, yes. Denver, Colorado, on the mic. So I did. I didn't mention this before. My one major gripe. Other than like lighting, which is always an indie gripe, you need one commentator from start to end. You can have a million color guys come and go. You can have the wrestler color guys. Some of them are great at it. You need you need a a a point person, a point man. You need you need that one voice to carry you. And Denver, Colorado is excellent at it. Why didn't he just do the whole goddamn show? He, he this is a great thing. Well, he's he's booking the show and running the show in the in the back more than likely. He also, he's also he's also cooking. <laughs> but but then he like then he needs to delegate that to someone who is not as good on the mic as him, or find someone to be the mic guy. The mic guy is like the the announcer is a huge part of professional wrestling. It's an important thing. The, the, the announcer is a comment, especially for someone like me who like comes and drives like. The, the the announcer is the person that basically lets me understand what's going on and basically sets up all the the story and the context for what I'm seeing. And, and like I don't I don't mind the rotating cast of wrestlers doing color because that's what they're good at. Yeah. Like like get get me Chuck T on the mic once in a while, but I want I want a continuous voice to to be the to be the you know the, to be the, the voice. voice. 
Yeah, to be. And this, the this is what pro wrestling gorilla. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I was going to say Excalibur, uh, big time. Excalibur is, in my opinion, the best commentator in wrestling, and he is the voice of PWG. But he always has a rotating guest on commentary. And that's- I think this is something that every indie company could use. Yes. Yeah. And like, like. It's better when you get someone who who carries it through. Uh, on the match, though, um, JT Dunn kind of won me over. Someone I could enjoy future matches of. He's he's good. I love the Young Bucks. I love what they do. I think they. This was also first time I've ever seen the Young Bucks lose. This is it. Yeah. This is the first time it's ever happened. I know. This is. Yeah. I mean, when was the last time they lost anywhere? Probably never. Um, they, they lose in New Japan occasionally. Okay, yeah. but like. Like death by elbow worked, especially against the young bucks. You know, super kicks, super kicks, super kicks, super kicks. Like that, that dynamic. They played it up really well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was this was a good closing match. I mean, if you get the young bucks anywhere, you're probably gonna have an entertaining match because they are. There, is there a reason they're not signed? Is it by their choice because they're yes. like gods yeah. of the indies and they would yes. rather be that well, they, they, than they also Rands in WWE? Petey, if Japan. I can, because yeah. I just watched the documentary about it, WWE definitely knows who they are. I mean, uh-huh. they're incredible. They're better than any tag team WWE's had in 20 years. Now, um, it's kind of like the same situation with AJ Styles. Uh, yes. However... Uh, they're making plenty of money from New Japan, and they're making plenty of money money from the Indies. Uh, and what a lot of non-fans don't necessarily know is that the indie wrestler's travel schedule and full-time schedule is significantly less than the WWE's travel schedule. Uh, both Nick and Matt Jackson are married and have families at home in California. So for them, uh, it's... Uh, to be on the indies and be for New Japan, it's a little bit easier on them travel-wise. Uh, financially, by all accounts, they're doing okay, like AJ Styles. And a- as far as them getting signed or not in the not-too-distant future, we can't I, I just, really say. But as I, of right now, me, as of right now, they are doing just fine where they are. That's what I gather. Yeah. They're like, like they're to me, their, they're so good. Children. They're worth writing a blank check for. Yeah, they are agreed. They're they're they're. I mean, who, what was the last tag team this good? Genuinely, what was the last tag team as good as the Young Bucks? Let me think. Let tremendous. Because that's. How, I mean, you have tremendous. to think about it. <laughs> like, like probably like, the Briscoe brothers, who are still outstanding. Yeah. But this, I mean, they're. They're, I don't know. They're they're perfect as a tag team. They, they are, for all intents and purposes, right now. There, there's always that question of who is the king of the indies. Uh, right now, it's the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, who else would it be? Yeah, it's the Young Bucks. It really is. Yeah, yeah and uh, and of course, JT Dunn deserves, like you said, deserves some booking. I think I don't know if I talked about it on the show, but I did mention uh, maybe to you, Deej, a great moment from uh, another show I was checking out from Beyond Wrestling. Uh, I forget which one, uh, but I think it may have been a recent, recent one. But again, for consideration on uh, to talk about here, uh, was they were on the opening match with Team Tremendous, 
Uh, so it might be the show that I might uh, give you uh, swagger to, to watch so you can see Team Tremendous do their thing. Uh, and Team Tremendous does this thing where they take the po- opponent into their corner uh, and interrogate them. Like 80s cop style. Uh, and it is a great moment in their, their matches, uh, and it's fantastic. They grabbed JT Dunn uh, in the match, and they put him in the corner to interrogate him. JT, Tun, JT Dunn reversed it, put Dan Barry in the corner, and interrogated him about why he's not getting booked on PWG. And it was a fantastic and it, moment. And if there's anybody you're going to ask about not being booked on PWG, it's probably the Young Bucks. Well, it's, it was Danbury and uh, it was Team Tremendous. Because it wasn't this match. It was the, the other match against, with Team Tremendous. Uh, and, you know, the, the Team Tremendous just got, recently got booked a couple of times for uh, PWG. And JT Dunn was like, why not me? Why am I not getting booked in PWG? Uh, and then, you know, Danbury uh, says, like, hey, your tag team partner has been getting booked. He should know. And you see Chris Hero like sheepishly turning away. Like again, if there's somebody else, because Chris Hero's been with PWG since going since before his developmental contract. So yeah, yeah, it goes it goes back that far. So yes, there you go. Uh, yeah, it was it was a fun moment. Uh, but also reminded me, yeah, why isn't JT done at this point getting <laughs> booked in more places? Like it doesn't even have to be PWG because I know it's a travel. What? Oh, he deals in Seattle, doesn't he? Does he? Well, you know, he's his 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 lady was in the last match. <laughs> uh, no, well, whatever. Take it home, Petey. Or uh, Babel. Yeah. Take it home. One yes, more Babel. One more. I love that the Young Bucks make tag matches like like main events. Because tag team wrestling done right is I think better than singles in a lot of ways when it's done right. When oh, it's absolutely. Done, yeah. When it's oh, done yeah, this way. That's something the indies do that the mainstream yeah. cannot. Like yeah. I, I want to live in a world and I understand, especially after you explained it, where the young bucks main event of WrestleMania, they're good enough. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know. I don't even know who you'd put against them. Who would be worthy. Truly. I, I'm, also, the, the I'm only, also not that into WWE. So I don't the know. The only there. answer is the Briscoes. Yeah, it's really be- and they've main evented Ring of Honor shows before. Yeah. Um, maybe uh, a while back it would have been Kevin Steen and El Generico. Um, those three teams respectively have all main evented large Ring of Honor shows with one another in some form. So yeah, yeah you're you're absolutely right, Swag. Like that that right. that world. I I hope I hope somehow that that happens, and I understand yeah. that like. The the problem with WWE is they're so goddamn big they can't do anything the old fashioned way where you get like a one night only kind of booking. Yeah. Like they can't um, do that anymore. Yeah. So like we'll like when they or like when they would have, you know, the back in the day when you'd have someone come over for Japan for a couple of months and that was all you'd see. Yeah. Or yeah. someone do something, you know. I just well, think that would be the world that yeah. would be well, that we'll exist. have to see. Until or, or if another if another promotion could put on a big show, not just yeah. a good show. They could, lots of them can put on great shows. Only you know, New Japan really can put on a huge show, other than you know, WWE. And maybe, yeah. maybe someday something will rise out of out of the ether too. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, but we'll until then, see. we'll have to. The Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast will keep trying to introduce people to shows like American Rana 15. Petey Rave. Yes. Let's wrap it around. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Uh, fantastic show. Go ahead and check it out on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Beyond Demand. That's Beyond Demand. So Beyond the Word and Eman. So it's Demand. Uh, or just check out Beyond Wrestling's main YouTube channel because they have a lot of content there as well. I highly recommend it. There's a bunch of free matches available. So I highly recommend checking them out. Uh, you can check out a bunch of stuff. Uh, Swack, what do you got going on on the internet you'd like to tell people about? Uh, so I do a podcast about music with that uh, this guy named Petey Rave who uh, does a podcast about wrestling. Uh, and we talk about music. Uh, four Record Breakers on Twitter. Uh, recordbreakerspodcast.com. Uh, check us There's out. There's also a guy that doesn't like anything on that show. <laughs> yes. Yes, there is. Um, and just check it out. Uh, what was it? We, we talk about all sorts of music. Basically, it's kind of an album of the week sort of thing. We talk about what's good, what's bad. Uh, everybody hates my music. I sometimes like other people's. Uh, PD, PD either brings the best or the worst. It's it's a fun show. We've been doing it for yeah. a while. You should listen. And one guy likes nothing. <laughs> uh, Chris, what do you got going on on the internet? I'm in lurk mode for the time being. Um, thanks for real life. But in the meantime, you know, chrisronin.com is my home and Chris running on Twitter as always. So, mm-hmm. uh, Deej, what, 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 any announcements, any updates uh, over at DeltaJulieMike.com? Uh, yeah, I'm doing stuff. Yes. <laughs> so go ahead, check it out at DeltaJulieMike.com. He's at Just Call Me DJM. Uh, I'm Petey Rave. Petey is in Willie's Rave is in Jimmy all in one word. The show is Fanny Pack WP, FannyPackWrestling.com. Rebelli.net for this and other shows. Rebelli TV on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, check out all the things. Uh, until next time. Austin Los Wales. Buenos tacos, tacos. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>